You're listening to Becoming Fully Alive, hosted by Church of the Ascension in Knoxville. I'm Billy Daniel. And I'm Caroline Vogel. Today on the podcast, we're talking about why this podcast, Becoming Fully Alive, discussing the tools of aliveness and scripture and why they matter. Spiritus Knox is a center for spiritual learning and practice. We've set up a monthly offering rhythm for Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. The first Sunday evening is the Spiritus Knox book study. Second Sunday evening of the month is Breathing Under the Oak Trees. Third Sunday evening is our monthly Celtic service. And the fourth Sunday is Tools of Aliveness. So we hope that you'll join us. You can learn more at our website, spiritusnox.com. So we've started this podcast that some people have been listening to, Becoming Fully Alive. It's a good name. Uh, sure it is. I think that was your idea. Um, <laughs> what, what, why that name? Well, it may have been something of my idea to name the podcast that, but it's been around forever, at least since the earliest days of the church. How so? So catch us up, catch us up. Oh, so many things to catch up on. Well, I think one of the most important things is to note that when Paul describes the earliest Christians, he describes them as the alive, the living. Mm. And and that carried forward in one of the the first great theologians of the church, St. Irenaeus, who said that the glory of God is the human fully alive. Mm. And so to think about our life and the work that we're doing and the conversations that we have, they, they all need to be moving toward our living into that aliveness, toward becoming fully alive. And so the conversations we're having on this podcast are hopefully helping people do that. Right. And so we're going to be talking about two different things, essentially, on the podcast. On Sundays, we're dropping episodes that have to do with reading scripture, mm-hmm. um, reading scripture together. And we realize that some people listen to the podcast and read scripture alone. Um, but the, our first venture is through the gospel of Luke, mm-hmm. uh, four chapters at a time. Um, but then we're also, we also decided that we would start dropping material in the middle of the week, sometime in the middle of the week, um, talking about various tools of aliveness. Right. So, Let's talk a little bit about what what are tools of aliveness? Well, a tool is something we use, right? Right. To help us do something. Mm-hmm. And so tools of aliveness are tools that help us become more fully alive. Oh, yeah. If you didn't have such a sarcastic tone in your voice, I'm <laughs> it might sound a little more inviting. Um but right, so a spiritual practice. A spiritual practice, and, and we've talked about some of them in a session that we had at church, and we've named 
five of those practices, then, you know, there are lots of spiritual practices. Right. And I, I think about the tool of aliveness that we do every second Sunday of the month, breathing under the oak tree. Yes. Soon to become breathing under the stained glass. Yes. In November, it will change to breathing under the stained glass. And it is a tool of aliveness because it is a practice that we embody mm-hmm. so that we are more oriented toward God so that our lives are continually being um, moved by participating in the Spirit's work in the world mm-hmm. and breathing, which we so often take for granted, we we don't even think of it as something we need to learn how to do because it's an autonomic response. Right. And yet, all the research shows that when we breathe in particular ways, our bodies are more aligned, our sensibilities are charged in such ways that... Um, we we just function fully mm-hmm. and and we really don't think about how breathing energizes us and and has the ability to help us just function more more humanly mm-hmm. And which, which is strange for us Christians because we are a people of the breath. I mean, we believe in the spirit, the ruach, the pneuma, the, the breathing of the Holy Spirit who breathed over the waters of creation, who breathes over the, over the waters of our baptism. And, and yet we rarely think about breathing as a practice to live into that guides us, that enables us to inhabit this world with that lightness of being that is life in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking this morning as I was driving um, my older son to school that, I mean, the Holy Spirit is such a playful trickster. <clears throat> and she... A playful trickster. She is a, she's a playful trickster. And I was thinking about how all this research over the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years about meditation and Mm. breathing, it's all a way to get us back to her. (laughs) You know, I mean, there, there are so many ways that I, I mean, it, breathing is good for us, paying Mm -hmm. attention to it. It's there again, there's tons of research now, so many data points that shows the benefits to our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, and and I think the most wonderful one of all, of course, is our spiritual health. Right. And so she'll just use every angle, mm-hmm. every single angle to bring us home. Right. Yeah. And so the, the practice of breathing, while it's used in so many different arenas, it is a spiritual practice. Right. It is a tool of aliveness. Mm-hmm. And when we... Um, use such practices as this as a spiritual practice, it really does help us approach the world as spiritual beings, mm-hmm. which opens us to approach each other as spiritual be- beings. 
And I mean, I think of even the simple practice that a lot of people have of in a, in a challenging situation, people always say, take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. I mean, we tell our children, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Why do we do that? We know there's something to the breath. Right. And yet we save it for moments of crisis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as opposed to practicing it regularly so that when a crisis arises, it's a natural response as opposed to something we have to think to do. Right, right. I, I can't help but think about this little story of when uh, Shep, my younger son, was born. So Aiden, he's holding baby Shep in his arms. I mean, Shep's maybe like a couple weeks old. And my sister just happened to be recording them, so I can watch this over and over again. It's so sweet. And he's talking to, Aiden's just talking to him. He's two and a half. He's just telling him, you know, all the wisdom of the world. And Shep's just happy as be, can be, just goo, goo, goo. And at some point, Aiden says, take a deep breath, baby. Take a deep <laughs> breath. And I, I didn't realize how much I had been mm. telling Aiden at times, you know, take yeah. a deep breath. But Shep wasn't even upset, even upset, right? But there, there's this here's the wisest thing I have to tell you, baby, in my two and a half years of being on this planet, take yeah. a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they are wise words. They are. They yeah. are wise words. And, and so these tools of aliveness are intended to be regular, even daily, mm-hmm. even multiple times a day practices that align us and orient us toward God so that throughout the entirety of our day, the entirety of our lives, when moments arise that would ordinarily throw us off course or um, approach us, um, I don't know, beat us over the head in such a, that might send us into crisis mode, if we have these practices inscribed on our bodies as part of who we are, Mm -hmm. then what would ordinarily be a crisis is either less so or doesn't even present itself as a crisis because these tools of aliveness that we are living into are are always preparing us to greet the world as a gift, whatever that gift might be. Right, even if the gift is really hard. Yeah, even if it's hard. And that expands us. It expands us to be able to see even the challenging and the crisis moments of, oh, maybe there's a gift in this. Yeah. Yeah. And and so there are lots of practices, and we'll be talking about many of them. Mm-hmm. And one practice is reading scripture. Right. So, and so, like I said, we're going to be dropping Sunday editions of the podcast are going to be talking specifically about scripture, but let's talk about scripture in terms of a spiritual practice in and of itself. Yeah. So not necessarily the content of it. That's what we do on the Sunday drops, but as a tool of aliveness, reading scripture. Yeah. Again, I I come back to practicing breathing. Mm. And and I think we so often get fixated on 
whatever nugget of wisdom or or the questions we might bring to scripture that we overlook that the very reading of scripture is itself a holy discipline it, it is itself a spiritual practice even if I walk away and I've read some obscure passage in the Old Testament and I just think, why in the world is that in there? It, it has less to do with what I glean from the text and more to do with the act of reading Scripture, knowing that as I read Scripture, whether I'm doing it in the quiet of my home or with others, the Spirit is actively working on me through the reading of Scripture. There are different ways to read Scripture. One of them that I think is probably easier to make this connection is Lectio Divina. And Lectio Divina is that habit of reading and rereading Scripture and then chewing on it, meditating on it, offering um, a prayer through whatever came out of that reading, and then sitting with it, really contemplating. And that practice is not about understanding the history, not understanding the context or where the author might be coming from. It really is about reading it and, and just letting letting the reading of scripture land mm -hmm. letting it letting it move us mm -hmm. and then getting really curious why is it moving me in that way right and and so there's less to figure out i don't need a degree to do lexio divina i can sit with scripture and just let the spirit do her work right i think it's so interesting too the way reading scripture functions a lot in me like meditation. So if I sit with a particular verse or a particular story or even like we're doing with like four chapters and I have my study time or whatever where I'm just, I'm actually reading it, but then paying attention and being open and aware for whatever bubbles up then through my day mm -hmm. when I'm driving down the street or having a conversation with one of my kids or, you know, any number of, of circumstances where just suddenly like, oh, mm. that kind of reminds me of that verse in the Gospel of Luke. And it just, all of a sudden it's like this little ping yeah. and things come together in a way that would never have come together had I not taken the time yeah. to sit down and read that scripture. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the scripture is so alive in yeah. and of itself, right? Right. And and what I what I hear in your description is is really how we've been encouraging people to read scripture here in Ascension, which is reading it and letting the scriptures offer an interpretation and commentary on our lives, mm -hmm. as opposed to us coming at it and trying to interpret it and and offer commentary on it. Right. But sitting with it mm -hmm. and then being open to, oh, what does the scripture have to say about this? Yeah. <laughs> and, and letting the scripture 
speak. Right. And, and letting the Spirit speak through those readings so that we begin to see and perceive everything we go through each day more clearly in the light of Scripture. Right. And I, I want to note another spiritual practice and their tool of, of aliveness around scripture reading, mm. which is something that we're doing at Ascension, which is how we're coming together on Sunday mornings in small groups. Right. And so the reading maybe starts in isolation each day as I'm reading a chapter or reading a particular story, but then it is a tool. It is a spiritual practice to show up to a group of people mm. and to be able to share my experience with the scripture that week and then be able to listen to what everybody else said, because I mean, it happens over and over and over again, not just in my life in everybody's life where someone will say something and I'll think that was the very thing I needed to hear. And, and I, I, I didn't get there by myself for whatever right. reason, right? Like that didn't come to life when I was reading it in isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I'm really appreciating how we are reading scripture together yeah. as the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody that shows up has something to offer. Maybe I offer something that was just what the other person needed. And maybe the person who sat next to me who said nothing because they showed up. Yeah. I yet gained something. They yet gained something just by our being present together for that movement of the Spirit in the gathering around Scripture. Right. We, I mean, I think people get intimidated by this. They feel like they have to say something wise or mm. insightful or um, really thought-provoking for it to be worthy of conversation or to take up space in the group. And um, I am finding that the people who come and hold space with really do contribute to the sense that we are walking on sacred ground together. Yeah. Like that each, each soul that shows up around the table is bringing a gift. Right, because when we gather for the reading of scripture and for whatever conversation ensues, we're creating space. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're giving, we're creating time and space together through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when we don't show up for each other, we, we miss out on being part of that creating, that creative act of God in our midst. And when we show up, whatever we contribute or feel like we don't contribute or whatever we get out of it or feel like we didn't get out of it, we are part of the creating. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing that is not to be missed out on or, or taken lightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, I just, I, I really want everybody to take that in a little bit is that it's not always our words or our wisdom or our insight. Um, that offer the gift, Mm. so oftentimes it is the presence of our being, the willingness to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay, so like you said, we're going to be reading Scripture in and of itself is Mm -hmm. a a 
a tool of aliveness. And those are going to drop on Sundays mm-hmm. for the most part. And then roughly, and God willing, and the tools of aliveness. Um, yeah, so we already dropped one um, episode about lifecraft. Right. Can you explain a little bit about how you understand? Because in, s- in some ways, it would be easy to think, oh, lifecraft is a composition of multiple tools of aliveness. Sure. And it is that. And I think it is a tool of tool of aliveness in and of itself. Sure. So how do you understand that? I understand it largely how you just said it. Oh, great. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. But it's it is itself having a life craft, crafting this rule this way of life through practices is a tool of aliveness. Yeah. And so if I if I don't actually set aside um, time to deliberately order my life through these other practices, through these other tools of aliveness, then I'm not really going to move about the world in a way that I'm knowingly orienting toward God. And, and so I... I keep myself from that deeper awareness. And so that deliberate crafting of a life, that deliberate life craft is itself a tool because it's it's orienting us more and more toward Christ, toward our life in God. Right. It kind of gives us a way to create a rhythm, mm-hmm. I think. Like sometimes I can feel kind of random and sporadic in my use of spiritual uh, tools and or my practices. And so when I really consider a life craft and how I'm going to pattern my days, my weeks, my month, my year, it helps me to be intentional about the rhythm that I'm setting. And it also gives me a little bit of accountability, which I don't always like, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Sure. But because um, I, I tend to resist that at times. And... I have found it to be incredibly helpful, both the the patterning, creating the rhythm, and the accountability. Sure. Because we all need it. Yeah, we do. And, and that's partly why we're resistant to it. Right. And, and when we kind of set that aside and we give ourselves to that, that need, mm-hmm. then... It does make it easier for us to actually live into the practices, right? And that's when the that's when the practices become freeing. So we often think of like rules as things that constrain, but a rule of life, the the um, regular, it's all about. Um, so it, it's a religious practice in the in the deepest sense of that word, religio which means to re-ligament, mm. to put back together. Mm. And so these practices are all about re-ligamenting our lives to our deeper spiritual selves, putting us back together constantly. Yeah, that's so helpful. So all of these, um, all of these practices um, that we're calling tools of aliveness normally will 
discuss one tool instead of a collection of tools like we did with the first one with Lifecraft. Right. Um, and I think we have one coming up about prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there'll just be a variety of things. Some of them maybe people have heard about and, and have practiced themselves maybe even for a long time. Hopefully they've heard about prayer. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> they've heard about prayer, but some of them may be new and different. Right. Um, and I, I don't want to um, let the moment go by without saying that if people live in the Knoxville area mm. or are visiting the Knoxville area, that on the fourth Sunday of every month, we will be uh, learning about a tool of aliveness together here at Church of the Ascension yeah. um, through our uh, Spiritus Knox, our Center of uh, Spiritual Practice and Learning. And We'll learn and then we'll practice it together so that hopefully it becomes easy to work into someone's life craft if it resonates with you. Yeah. And again, you're doing it together. Right. Which is itself a tool of aliveness. Right. That always adds an, uh, like a bonus layer. A bon- it's a bonus tool. A bonus tool. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and I think that that's good as the body of Christ to remember that when we do it together, it is always a bonus. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Becoming Fully Alive, and we invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. for our regular services of worship, and this Sunday, October the 9th, for Breathing Under the Oak Tree. We gather by the Marble Pavilion at Lakeshore Park at 5 p.m., And this Sunday, there will also be activities for children, so be sure to bring the whole family.